The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. And I know, and I know, I know the power of Brady's butch is one of the reasons he's still here. From the Pod 617 studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's Are You Not Entertained? Now here's your host, Ed Nathanson. What's up, dudes? We're back. I'm back from a long trip last week to Dallas for the LinkedIn conference, which was uh, really interesting and maybe I'll talk about on a future pod. But today... I have someone on that, you know, I've known for, gosh, 25, 30 years, uh, but really haven't seen him in probably 20 years or 25 years, too. But he's got a very interesting, emotional, powerful story. So I'm really excited to have him on today. Uh, Introducing Mike Ween, founder of Brady's Bunch Lacrosse. Mike. Hey, how are we doing? We're What's doing up, great. Betty? Great to hear your voice. Likewise, man. Jesus. I remember us knuckleheads messing around in math uh, <laughs> in high school. You know, some shenanigans, playing lax together. And we'll talk about that in a bit. But um, I'm so pumped to have you on. So first question, just catching up. And we talked briefly yesterday, but really I haven't spoken to you in countless years. Where are you living now? Where are you located? So right now I live in Bradenton, Florida. Uh Went to Framingham South, class of 91, like you. Then I went to Curry College for one year, played soccer and lacrosse. And then, like you know, Eddie, I'm a sports freak. I packed up and went down to Florida State in Tallahassee. Awesome. And then from there, lived in Arizona for 15 years. And then all of a sudden, my son was born, and we'll get into that. And I've kind of been on the road for a while. But right now, we call home base Tampa, Florida. Interesting. And so just, you know, to make us uh, Massachusetts, and you're from here, so I can ask you this question, make us jealous. What's it like when it's like two feet of snow here and you're in your quote unquote winter? Give me an average day. So why don't we just say, I don't know where you are, but I'm out back by the pool walking around. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. Hey, hey, you know, you gotta love it. So I've been here about a year and last year they're like, yeah, it's the winter. (laughs) <laughs> no such thing as the winter, you know, you know, and then, like I say, in Arizona, I lived in Arizona for 15 years. Here's the big thing to live in the East. You got to be tough and you got to grind and you got to live to survive out West. If you want to go to the store, you throw on a hat, you throw on shorts, you go to the store back East. You can't do that in the winter. right? Hell no. Hell no. Not happening. Not, Not happening. happening. <laughs> and one of my things, Hey, You don't shovel heat and you don't shovel rain. That is so true. That's why I have a bad back, but that's, yeah. (laughs) All right, Mike. So, so, so let's get into it. Um, you know, you are running an amazing organization. We're going to build to what that is, but let's start from the very beginning. So you and I were catching up a little bit yesterday. I want you to take us through the birth of your son, Brady, and and kind of the immediate aftermath. So Brady was born June 1st, 2008. 
three months later, we noticed a bump on his arm. Next thing you know, we find out that Brady has AML leukemia. What is AML for? for okay. AML is acute myeloma lymphoma, and okay. it's his white blood cell count, and he had it in his blood. I was actually on a plane flying from Arizona to Massachusetts to look at a restaurant with my friend Freddie and a coach local lacrosse who we were planning on moving back. As I was flying across the country, my wife Rachel was taking Brady from the doctor to the hospital. To make a long story short, I never saw the restaurant. I flew back the next day, went to the hospital and saw Brady in ICU. Oh. And we couldn't touch him for seven days. Oh my God. Brady was three months old and the youngest person in the world to go through what he's gone through. <sighs> There's people as we're talking on this call right now, every three, three minutes or so, about eight or nine kids are diagnosed with cancer, right? Every path is crazy, every path is grueling, and every path is different. And th this, so Mike, was this your first child too? So this is our first child, and it's our only child. Ah. Yeah. It's been a wild road for 11 years. The first three, he lived in the hospital with my wife for three years straight. Oh, would only gosh. come home once in a while. The, oh, so, so to walk me through a new parent and immediately, like you said, three months what is that like? How do you wrap just, your head around what you're dealing with? And, and to your wife, basically living in the hospital, like how, you know, not only how do you wrap your head around it, how do you and her wrap your heads around each other? Uh, so, they, like I live it with them, but she grew up an arm's length away from him. And, you know, you're in that hospital, Eddie. Every single room is different. Some rooms are getting good news. Some rooms are getting bad news. You need to stay focused and prepared and only be concerned about what's going on in your room. Like I said, since the day he was born, we only needed one miracle. And the room next to us only needed one miracle. So we're there for each other to be strong, to be there for him. And like you say, you cannot sit there and say, why us? Why not you? Why can't your boy get cancer? Because I was a good athlete in high school, because I was funny. Why can't it be your boy? And here's something that's very interesting. Everybody has cancer in their body, you, me, and Yaz. It's just a matter of if it comes out or not. And right. it came out in him. And it came out in him. So, you know, one of the things that I've, I, you know, I've been, you know, we've been talking online for a few years and I've obviously seen the amazing work and we're going to talk about that, that you're doing, but when does the switch go off and what is, I'm really just from the psychological aspect of it, you know, God, and I'm knocking on wood as I say this, but if I was in your situation, knowing me, I'd probably go into a shell and be depressed and not want to do something except deal with my own issues. But you turned it into something, I, I, there's no other word for it, Mike, but heroic in what you do, and I truly mean wow. that. So what? talk me through, what, when does the switch go off that says, fuck this, I'm going to do something about this? Immediately. Okay. Immediately. 
and the first thing that I did ever was get those bracelets, and I came up with a saying, and you want to hear crazy? Let's go off topic for a minute. Yeah. I came up with a saying, B is for Brady, be strong. In 2008, I have a tattoo on the back of my leg with a big Boston Red Sox B, and it says underneath it, strong. And that was before the Boston Marathon bombings, right? There you go. Yeah. I would travel. I would be in Massachusetts, and people would see my cast, and they're like, wait, the bombing happened like a little while ago because in 2013 we started flying to Massachusetts. And also in 2013, Brady, I'm not even going to say me, Brady became good friends with Johnny Gomes. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. What's the saying back there? Boston's strong. Mm. Rumor has it, and I'm living in Arizona, so I'm only going to go with the word rumor has it. Johnny Gomes and the Red Sox came up with Boston Strong. Boston Strong comes out. I get, I don't know, 20 text messages. Boston Strong did it all this. Somebody from back home says to me, hey, your boy Gomes was behind that. I call him. He answers. I said, hey, I got to ask you a quick question. I heard that you were one of the main people behind Boston Strong. And he said this. Fuck yeah, cuz. I've been wearing Brady's bracelet for over two years. Get, basically, the, get out Johnny, of here. Basically, Johnny was in the locker room, looked down at his wrist, saw B is for Brady, B strong, took the B into Boston strong. That's it. So the first thing I ever did was start do, doing those bracelets and doing a fundraiser sort of that way. And I was involved in lacrosse back then, coaching high-level club lacrosse all over the West Coast. I was very successful as an assistant high school varsity coach. We won 50 games in a row. We won three out of four state titles, and I had one team, and I would call these kids from different states out West, and I formed my own team called Wild Card. Mm-hmm. And my logo was an ace of spade up and a face card down. And I said this years and years ago, I have no idea what that face card is. But let me tell you something. I've been doing this for 18 years, and if we flip that card over, it's a pink. And we got blackjack. <laughs> yeah. Okay? So and Dave, I started it. So hold on, was, Mike, one second. Dave has a question, and he very rarely chimes in with questions on my interviews, so I want to give him the air. No, I'm just blown Let's away. Let's go, Dave. I'm, yeah. just, uh, <laughs> I'm just blown away by that story, and I was reminded we're, we're looking at it on a screen now. Gomes was, was later or right in the thick of that after the marathon bombing on the cover of Sports Illustrated, and it's uh, Gomes on second. Right. Yeah, it just says strong, so the connotation is, of course, Boston strong. And uh, right, but if, look at his wrist. Uh, well, we, we're, we're trying to, yeah. Right, right. Is he actually wearing Brady's uh, wristband on there? Possibly. Yes, and then also 2013 in batting practice, they used to wear these American flag shorts, okay? Right, I, I remember that. Remember yeah. Okay, those are my shorts. I made them for the marathon. On the back of it, it says 264, and on the other side, it says family. And you want to talk about crazy? 
how about walking into the Red Sox locker room with my son and I look up and Big Poppy has Brady Bunch lacrosse shorts on? Oh. Forget about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. I remember, yeah. so, maybe, maybe I'm misremembering this, Mike, but I remember at the World Series, I remember there was... Well, uh, he, uh, where they well, he hung up the Brady sign. Right, yes. As they went, each person, yeah. they said their own cancer story. Yeah. And I vividly remember Johnny Gomes holding up for Brady. So here's the story. Johnny Gomes holds up that, that sign. The next inning, Johnny Gomes hits a three-run home run. How many hits did Johnny <laughs> oh Gomes have in the World Series? One. Thank you. Yes. One. Oh, my God. That's like straight out of like, oh, you get chills so thinking about here's that. Here's the deal. He hits one home run. Then he gets interviewed on all over the news. And he says in the interview on Fox, you want to talk about a boy? Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, excuse me. You want to talk about a boy that's battle tested? That's my little friend Brady Wheat. And then Brady's name was in the L.A. Times, the USA Today, this, that, the other. Two days later, I get a phone call from MLB Network, and they came and did a video. If you go and Google Brady Ween backslash Johnny Gomes, you'll see a video. So what I say is, it's the home run that I never hit that changed my life. Ugh. I, again, and we've chills, been friends with the Red Sox ever since. Oh, that is such and an amazing... And the Red amazing... Sox have been great to Brady... They've been great to us. And then Mike Napoli has been great to us. When he went out to Texas and made the playoffs, he ordered 50 Brady Bunch shorts. When Johnny went to the Oakland A's, he ordered Brady Bunch shorts for their playoff run. We've gotten a lot of support, and the biggest support has been through lacrosse. We're uh. the professional lacrosse league called the PLL and the professional lacrosse league called the MLL, and specifically Coach Sean Coach Chris Quirk, Sean Quirk. I always say Chris Quirk because we grew up with yeah, Chris Quirk. Yeah, is it Quirk, the same Chris Quirk? <laughs> no, Sean <laughs> Quirk from the Sean Quirk from the Boston Cannon ah. has been real supporters of us. And then you know, let's tell him, Eddie. Let's tell him how we roll in this lacrosse and what we do. That's amazing. All right, so great, great, you know, uh, great segue there. So you run this organization. First, you know, tell me about what the what Brady's Brunch Lacrosse does, what it's all about, and then I want to get into how you started. But let's first say, you know, take the floor, Mike. Tell us about Brady's Bunch Lacrosse. What is the mission? What do you do? And where do you do it? Let's just say real quick. You can check us out at Brady'sBunchLacrosse.org. That's Brady'sBunchLacrosse.org. Also, Twitter, BradyWean12. And, of course, you got to keep up with the Instagram. That is the letter B, strong, 1212. We'll give you more of that information later. But here's what Brady's Bunch Lacrosse is. Brady's Bunch Lacrosse is a registered 501C nonprofit lacrosse organization that raises money for families with medical expenses fighting cancer. Awesome. Like I told you a little while ago, Rachel and Brady lived in the hospital for three years. Rachel's your wife, just, for, just to clarify. Rachel's Rachel. my yep. wife. Yep. The, back, the backbone of everything, and they lived there for three years. Okay? So, with that, like I say, you can only eat the same turkey sandwich so many times, the parking, the expenses go through the roof while you're living 
in the hospital and you have your everyday life. So what I did was took a negative, Brady's cancer, turned it into a positive, and I raised money for these families that helped them out today. Oh, so great. The research, the research, just to let all of you people know, 4% of the money goes to pediatric cancer. 4% of the money goes to pediatric cancer. So if I raised a boatload of money for research, the the kids would get hardly any of that money. (sighs) But the research is the research and the medicine is the medicine. But if you can't afford to get to the hospital, then the medicine's not going to do you any good. Right. Right? So I find families going through this, and I might send them a check to help them pay for flights, help them pay for hotels. I do fundraising lacrosse events across the country with youth programs. Youth programs will reach out to me. I will bring the Brady Bunch staff and professional lacrosse players to their area, Mm -hmm. and we will raise money for someone in their area fighting cancer. (sighs) For instance, you guys are in Sharon. Sharon Youth Lacrosse reaches out to me. I bring pros to Sharon Youth Lacrosse. We find someone in Sharon, Massachusetts. Doesn't even have to be lacrosse related. And we raise money for that family. I give away hundreds and hundreds of gift cards, gas gift cards, American Express gift cards, Chick-fil-A, Starbucks, Subway, Dunkin' Donuts. I used to drive back and forth to the hospital for three years every day. And it sounds crazy. But the ride wasn't as bad if I used somebody that sent me a gift card for twenty dollars to fill up my tank. Oh, I can it only just imagine. Felt you know, a little bit better. Absolutely, and you don't think about that. You know, obviously, you having gone through the experience, understand it. But we on the outside who give to cancer charities, whether it's the Jimmy Fund or Dana Farber or what have you, we don't understand that it's more than just the treatment. It's the cost of people coming oh. to these hubs like Boston. and So can you talk about that a little bit, oh. the things we don't know? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like the lady that I met in the, in the Ronald McDonald house in New York from Russia that's walking around with an iPad that's been, uh, been in New York for three or six months with her daughter, and she can't speak a lick of English, and everything she says has to go through the iPad. The expenses and the travel, forget about trying to keep the kid alive, right? You got to do anything you possibly can. I have one family that has gone to Mexico. They've gone to Houston. They've gone to Germany. Sadly, their boy ended up passing away. But they were in three different countries in five different states. The expenses just to do that is through the roof. And then families have other kids at home and then... The expenses, and like that's like I say, families need help today for everyday living. Yeah, I'm all for donating to Dana Farber in those places, but if you wanted to make an impact today, go to Dana Farber, sit in the lobby, and start handing out twenty dollar gift cards and watch this, watch the eyes on those parents. Huh. 
it's uh, amazing, amazing stuff. All right. So, you know, Mike, I've, I've had the pleasure of, you know, long before I even said, let's come on the pod and talk about this, of watching you from afar. And some of the speeches that you give are like chills, Uh chill city, man. And, you know, I don't want to ask you to, you know, to, to do the Newt Rockney right now as you talk to these kids. But can you give us an idea of some of the messages that you're trying to give to these kids that you work with around the country? So one thing real quick about the speeches, every single speech since 2003 is off the top of my head with no note cards. If I say it, I mean it. And, and knowing and you, I have no doubt you you've always had the gift for speaking. And that's the way it is. And one of the greatest compliments I got years ago, a lady said to me, you know what, Poppy? In the lacrosse world, by the way, they call me Poppy. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> a lady said to me, hey, Poppy, you know what? I used to love the band U2, but I went and saw U2 back-to-back nights. And he said the exact same thing the first night, as he did the second night, as he did the first. Interesting, and yeah. And after that, I'm saying to myself, wow, this is rehearsed. So whatever he said in Boston, this is the greatest city. He probably says it every single <laughs> event. She said to me, right? She said, I've been on five Brady Bunch trips. All your speeches have been different. It's real. Right. And let me tell you, this is what this is about. Brady's Brothers doesn't care about winning lacrosse games because I don't have tryouts and I don't watch film. If you want to play for us, all you need to do is go online and send us a message. We take everybody because what do we do? We as a Brady Bunch staff try to teach these kids, be proud of who you are, white, black, rich, or poor. Play every shift like it's your last because one day it will be your last shift and you just don't know when that is. Sports is a privilege. Not everybody gets to do it. Just because you want to play sports doesn't mean you're guaranteed to play sports. Over the last six or seven years, I realized that these kids are picking on each other more than they used to. Yes, back in the Framingham South days, we'd pick on each other in a fun way. Yes. But nowadays, these kids are picking on each other in a not-so-nice way. (sighs) I teach these kids, you don't like to get picked on, so stop picking on people. I teach these kids that they need to value their parents or whoever is raising them. Their mom is their mom, their dad is their dad, their buddies are their buddies. Their girlfriend's their girlfriend, their boyfriend's their boyfriend. But let me tell you this, and I've seen it live in front and in person. Being in the hospital, going to the bathroom, throwing up, and your hair falling out, all three things at once. There's only going to be one or two people allowed in that hospital room rubbing your back, telling you everything will be okay. These boys need to slow down and realize it's not about them. It's about everybody but them. Look to the left of you. Look to the right of you. That boy loves you, and you need to love that boy. Because let me tell you, this weekend, it's not about you. It's about everybody but you. Be happy for others. Be proud of others. And let's work hard as a team and get this done. If we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. It's not about winning or losing. It's about raising money for families with medical expenses, fighting cancer. That's why I say since my son was born, I've never, ever lost a lacrosse tournament because we win every single event. Whether I give away $10 or $5,000, we automatically win. I so also cool. teach these parents. I teach these parents that they need to realize their life is one phone call away from being turned upside down. 
they're one doctor's visit away from getting news that they might not want to hear. But I also teach these parents, if you're scared to go to the doctor, you probably should. Because if we didn't bring Brady to the doctor, this phone call would be happening, but it would be a different avenue that we would be talking. If you think your boy has something going on, bring him to the hospital. They're there to help. Yeah. And then he's a miracle. He's a miracle, Mike. I mean, you told me, you know, they told you how old was he supposed to get? Lucky to see two. Lucky Lucky to see see two. two. And how old is he now? He's 11. That's he's 11. So he's so Brady's 11. He's very, very, very active. We play all the sports. We play everything from golf to soccer to, of course, lacrosse. He's in the fifth grade right now. He is very smart in school. He's an honor roll student. And he's, as you can imagine, he's very, very outgoing. The other thing with Brady, he is ridiculously mature for his age, obviously, because of the things he's gone through. He knows what he's gone through. He knows that he's special. He knows that he has a different life. He knows that he's the size of a first grader because of what he went through. And people will say, wow, you're little? They'll look him in the eye and say, yeah, because I had cancer when I was a baby. And the kid goes, you had what? And then off and playing on the playground. Yeah. I mean, so I have no doubt any kid of yours is going to have that personality, that magnet- magnetism that you've always had. But thinking about... Up the room. Yeah. So thinking about that and everything he's been through, what do you think makes it that he has this this positive attitude? You know, what is it? Is it parenting? Is it the fight? Is it a mix of both? I mean, how do you keep someone who's gone through as much as this kid has gone through positive and upbeat? The people around him, I'm disgustingly, ridiculously positive. My wife's positive, and I know, and I know, I know. The power of Brady's butch is one of the reasons he's still here. Yeah. I I see them rallying around him. Go ahead. Oh, priceless, priceless. And he was put on the set. The show was supposed to. He's touched hundreds and thousands of people. We haven't even started yet. Wait till he starts giving speeches. Wait till he starts getting in front of people. Wait till he's on your podcast. Uh, wait till... Welcome wait. anytime. We haven't even started. <laughs> we haven't even started yet. And he's going to be here a long time because we have a lot of things to do. And I'm going to be here a real long time because I have a lot of things that I need to do. Brady's Bunch grows every single day. We're bigger today than we were yesterday because I'm talking to you. And we'll be bigger tomorrow than we were today. Every single day I live Brady's Bunch 365 days a year, and I do it for everybody but myself. I do it for all these families across the country, whether you're a lacrosse family or or you're not a lacrosse family. For instance, this summer, uh, Brady's Bunch lacrosse boy reached out to me. His best friend's a baseball player. Uh To make a long story short, I turned my next event into a gift card challenge. I challenged every Brady Bunch kid to bring a gift card to the event. Everybody brought the gift cards. I mailed them to this boy, Chris. I sent Chris $850 worth of gift cards. Brady's Bunch lacrosse, everybody, 
is just the face of this. We can be anything. We can be a Brady Bunch rock band. We can be a Brady Bunch bake sale, a Brady Bunch car wash. Any ways that we can raise money to help families. $10,000 is better than $10, but a dollar donation by every single body listening to this, that might pay for somebody's parking. A $2 donation by everybody listening, that might pay for their parking, and maybe the mom can get Subway for lunch because she's eaten the turkey sandwich in the hospital a thousand times. You uh. can donate by going to Brady'sBunchLacrosse.org. There's a donate button on there, or you can reach out to us directly by DMing us or any way possible. I challenge anybody to raise money to help families fighting medical expenses, and that's what we do. We challenge these kids to do something for somebody other than themselves. Our hashtag is WP4SE, and that stands for We Play For Someone Else. Look to the left, look to the right, because it ain't about you this weekend, buddy. Everybody but you. You know, Work hard, have a boatload of fun. I was just going to say, you know, listeners of this show know that my dorkiness about how I geek out about Superman or... Batman, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that might make you feel uncomfortable, but fuck those assholes. This is a real <laughs> hero, and 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 Mike, it's just I can't help but you know a be impressed that you took something that was obviously really tough and made it into such a positive, not just for you but for all so many people and families that you've affected. But secondly, you know, again, I go back to, I always think about in situations, you know, whether it's awful or inspiring, how I would react. And I think I'm a good guy, but I got to be honest with you. I would have crawled into a shell. So, I want to. I want you to to close out here with a quick thing here, and then again, I'll give you a chance to promote anything you want. But what do you say to parents who were you eight years ago, nine years ago, and gets that call? What's the advice you would give those parents or relatives of people who are going about to go through what you went through and are still going through? Don't get too high with the highs. Don't get too low with the lows. Enjoy the good news. Take the bad news and turn it into a positive. We've we've gotten bad news at 9 a.m. in the morning, and then at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, they tell you that you're going home for three days. (laughs) The roller coaster and the road is disgustingly bumpy. There's nothing smooth about it. And you have to be 10 steps ahead of the doctor's. You need to be paying attention to everything that they're doing. You need to watch the nurses put the medicine in at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. You need to be two steps ahead of them, looking at other countries for treatment, looking at other hospitals for treatment. And at the end of the day, it makes no sense. You've got to believe and you've got to be positive. Does that mean the kids that passed away didn't believe? Did it mean they weren't positive? No. They were, but this stuff has a mind of its own. It's deadly, like you know. And like I said a while ago, don't worry about what's going on to the left and to the right of you. Focus on what's going on in your hospital room. You only need one miracle, and miracles do happen every day. And it goes back to my famous saying, don't get too high with the high. Definitely enjoy the good news. And when you do get bad news, Take it in and just figure a way to turn that negative into a positive. 
And one thing that I used to call this stuff, and you Boston people will love it, <laughs> I used to say, this. you ready? Yeah. And it's so funny. It's so funny because I just thought of this right this second, how everything came full circle with the Red Sox winning the World Series, with me becoming friends with the Red Sox, with me moving back to Boston. I used to call this stuff the Yankees. And I look at Brady and I say, Brady, get the Yankees out of here. Get the Yankees out of here. Yeah, yeah, I just remembered that. Yeah, there's so many funny stories that I remember and forget at the same time. But, yeah, I used to call that AML leukemia the Yankees. I'd say, Brady, get it out of here. <laughs> yes, and, and, and to Mike, yeah. I, Mike, I'll say yeah. that I concur with that and say, fuck the Yankees. Fuck yeah, em. fuck them. <laughs> All right, one you last know, question. Yeah. One last question, and yes, and and I am curious because I obviously Brady's at school right now as we're doing this. What do you think he'd say if I asked him to talk about you? What do you think he'd say? Yeah, they're crazy. They're crazy. He'd say, "Yeah, they're crazy." He would say, "Let's put it this way: at eleven years old, he would say, like I'm not." I'm crazy, I'm full of energy, all that. But what would he say if he was older? Yeah, sure. My dad, he would probably say, I mean, we kind of just say soccer, maybe lacrosse. My dad is a real giving and caring guy and loves to help out not only families fighting cancer, but anybody with a lacrosse stick. And my dad's a real outgoing and caring guy and loves to help others because that's what he sees. He knows that this Brady's Bunch isn't for him. He knows it's for other people. He knows it's named after him. And like I told you the other day, I have never, ever, ever done a fundraiser for Mike Ween and his family. All of my fundraising is for other people. It's amazing. And... He will run this one day, whether I'm running it with him or he's running this by himself and I'm just sitting there in the background. And Brady and I do joke because one day he'll be coaching and one day I'll try to coach with him. And the kids will say, oh, Brady, is your dad really going to coach us this weekend? (laughs) So, you know, that's kind of what I think he Awesome, awesome. All right, Mike, go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. And everybody knows this. All you dads out there know that your boys and daughters love you, but we know that the moms carry the baby, and we know that the moms have a real, real close relationship with their kids. But you want to talk about a close relationship? For three years, Brady grew up one arm's length away from Rachel in the hospital. Without Rachel, who knows where we would be today? She's 10 steps ahead of all of us. And I just want to thank you for everything you do, babe. And I love you. Uh, keep that's awesome. All right, Mike. Uh, so again, tell everyone where to find you, both on social and online, how they can help Brady's Bunch. So listen, I'm old school. You can even text me, 602-819-0828, bradysbunchlacrosse.org. That's bradysbunchlacrosse.org. If you're having trouble with the website, it's under construction, but you should get to it. Brady's Twitter is Brady Ween 
12, and Instagram, the letter B, S-T-R-O-N-G, 1212, that's B Strong 12. For all you lacrosse people out there, if you have a stick, we'll take you. Like I say, if you catch the ball and score, we'll give you a high five. If you catch the ball and you don't score, we'll give you a high five and a hug. Brady's Bunch Lacrosse is here to teach kids life lessons and play lacrosse at the same time doing it. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. We're about raising money for families with medical expenses, fighting cancer, and teaching your boys life lessons. Moms, dads, value your kids. I know you love them, but you've got to figure out a way to how to value them a little bit more. Enjoy your kids. Be strong. Be safe. Eddie, you want to talk about an honor? I've been on radio before. I've been on TV before. But to talk to somebody from Framingham South Class of 91, it's a pleasure, an honor for my family. In behalf of Brady's Bunch, thanks so much. Be strong and believe, everybody. Love you, buddy. Love you, buddy. You were awesome. One of my favorite guests yet. Love it, dude. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mike. All right. All right. My pleasure. Thanks so much. Let me know what you need. Will do, man. At Ed Nathanson on Twitter, redpilltalent.com on the interwebs. Ed Nathanson on LinkedIn, at Ed underscore Nathanson on Instagram, at Are You Not Entertained on Instagram. Until next time. Are you not entertained? Are you, are you not entertained?